Welcome to the Cold Brew Podcast. It is June 29th. I'm Dave Gasper, joined as always by Matt Carroll. We are the editors at ReviewingTheBrew.com. Here to talk all the latest Milwaukee Brewers news and notes and other fun stuff here on the pod. Right, Matt? We're, we're here to have some fun. We are here to have some fun. I mean, we've been watching the Brewers win regularly again. How can we not have some fun? We can have some fun with a beer, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got over there? I, well, I'm drinking like a girl tonight. Oh. And that's because it's literally like a girl IPA <laughs> from Third Space Brewing uh, in collaboration with the Pink Boot Society, which is an organization that supports women in brewing, which is actually kind of cool. Um, so yeah, good beer, good brewery, good cause. Solid, solid. I am, I've got my reviewing the brew mug here. Ah, yes. That is filled with, uh, non-alcoholic water, unfortunately. Uh (laughs) Although I need it, I really could use it after, uh, after a day like today, really the last, the last half hour, I was like, Trying to just get this podcast started, trying to, you know, just record on Skype, just having uh, technical difficulties, you know, of, of course, as as it would happen to me, um, just try to, you know, try to open up Skype and, you know, all of a sudden it doesn't want to open or it doesn't want to doesn't want to call. So can't, you know, can't record on there. Then I got to restart the computer and then try to open it back up. And it's taking forever. It's like, oh, you got to sign out and sign back in and you try to sign back in. It's like, oh, nope, we can't let you do that. I'm like, well, you suck. So, 25 minutes later, here we are, ready to talk, and, you know, it's, uh, it's been a hell of a week, man, you know, since, since our last episode when we talked with a friend of the podcast, Greg Young Jr., talking uh, Carolina Mudcats last week. If you missed that episode, definitely go back and check it out. Uh, all the updates on all the players down in Carolina that you need to know down in low A. Uh, Jackson Churio, Hedbert Perez, Eduardo Garcia, among many, many others. A very exciting young team down there in Carolina. And some really fun stories about when Willie Adamas was down there in rehab. That was, I think, really kind of the most fun uh, and enlightening part of that pod. Just talking about when Willie was down there, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool the way he talked about it and, you know, had him relate to them as, um, you know, guys who are uh, – you know, players from some of the Latin American countries, probably, you know, a lot of them really look up to a player like Willie Adamas, um, not just players like him, but literally him specifically. Um, and so it's just such a different aspect. Um, I was listening to, um, I think Tyler Gillies with high a talk about how Brandon Woodruff came there and the talk there was a lot of like, Oh, what was the spread like? And not that like Woodruff didn't come there and impart some wisdom, but it was a little bit more lighthearted of a conversation listening to uh, Greg Young talk about um, what Willie Adamas did to kind of like spend as much time as he could the very short time he was there with some of those players and watching them like literally look at him while he talked. That was just such a cool thing to hear Greg Young speak about um, and just shows you how valuable that little bit of time is in a place like Carolina who never gets those rehab assignments. It's always a triple A because you want them facing decent competition or a high A because it's close. Um, never Carolina. It just happened to work out geographically that one time. So really, really cool experience to hear about. 
Yeah. And I mean, really, I think the Brewers, like they could have waited another day or two and just kind of sent them with Nashville, you know, just down to down to Durham or, or wherever it was. But, you know, I think that was I think that was part of the Brewers organization's thinking as well, knowing that they had those young international guys down there in Carolina. It's like, OK, let's put Willie down there for a day. You know, and then just kind of have him wait out for for the sounds to get there, and just have him impart some wisdom down there. Because I mean, they they knew Willie could face you know plenty better competition than you know low A ball. And his first at bat facing some poor low A pitcher, he hits a home run. <laughs> I mean, it's like okay, like like we know what's going on here. Like, come on, he's he's well above this level. Um, but yeah, putting him down there. That was, uh, I think, a great call by the Brewers and could pay some some big dividends down the road. So, yeah, be, definitely check out that uh, podcast from last week if you haven't already. Um, and, you know, since, since then, since we talked with Greg, you know, there's been uh, a bunch going on, you know, you know, either regarding the Brewers or just with us. Uh, Summerfest has, has happened this past week. Matt, you and I met up at, at Summerfest at the – at the U-Line, having a good time? We did. We got to hang out and uh, watch a little Phil Vassar that night, yeah. um, who I'd never seen live, but really good. I mean, just you, you see those guys who've been around for like, you know, 20 years. Clearly, they know how to do it. Like, they're super mm-hmm. professional at that point in their careers. So, like, just the, the sound, the performance, like, all of it was just, like, oh, just very solid. Really cool one to watch. But, uh what my favorite part of all of it, really the moment I'd been waiting for was to see my five foot tall wife standing next to six foot eight tall David <laughs> Gasper. It was exactly as hilarious as I thought it would be. It, she basically, yeah, she came up to about your, the bottom of your rib cage, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It, that, so that was, that was super funny, but now it was, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, I was I was standing down there in the in the pit in the you know front section there at the U line stage at Summerfest and yeah, I'm a pretty easy person to spot. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm just kind of over here in the in the pit, just kind of come on in and and find me. They're like, yeah, I see you. I was looking around, I couldn't see you guys, but <laughs> you guys could you guys could see me just fine. Yeah, no, we it was real quick. We're looking around for the tallest people. I'm like, oh, yep, there he is. We just got to figure out how to get to him. And, of course, yeah, that, like there's only the one opening that goes into that section. The weirdest way to get into, which is show them your Summerfest ticket to get in. Yeah. Which is just bizarre because how the hell did you think I got into Summerfest in the first place? <laughs> but, okay, whatever you say. Some, <laughs> okay, some people drop ticket. their ticket. Yeah, I, like, I was walking around the U.S. Cellular stage the, the night before when Dustin Lynch was there, and I just saw some someone's ticket just kind of on the ground. It's kind of like fell out of their pocket, whatever. So it's like, well, if you're without that, I mean, you're kind of SOL for the pit. But, yeah. yeah, it's like to get in the gates in the first place, you had to have one. So right. it can't be that exclusive. I know it's bizarre. I don't know why they do it. Yeah. but I think, that, I think that's got to just be a U-line. Like I, I feel maybe. like it's just at that stage because uh, I know at U.S. Cellular and a couple others, like they have like wristbands that like they give away yeah. or whatever for uh, for the pit for being up front there. So I, I think for some of the other stages, you might need something a bit more, um, you know, solid to to get in rather than just a general admission ticket. But the U line is kind of like one of the 
the lower lower end stages. It's not like U.S. Cellular or, or Miller Oasis or uh, BMO or, or anything like that. Yeah, I, well, it's it's funny too because uh, we had one of my wife's friends was there and we were potentially looking to meet up with them, and they found their way to Uline and asked where we were and said we're in the pit. You just got to show them your ticket. She didn't have her ticket. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Hold on to those tickets, people. Uh, you yeah. might actually need them to get certain places. You never know. You no. just never know. Uh, are you going to Summerfest this weekend at all? No, we are. <laughs> um, I actually just found out a little while ago we got invited over to Madison, uh, oh. your normal neck of the woods, um, <laughs> to meet one of my a different one of my wife's friends to quote blow a hole in the ground oh. or make a hole in the ground. I think she said, which was the weirdly misleading part that made us both go um what fireworks fireworks <laughs> ah yeah, yes yeah, that's it they have a say, house it's like out. come on out to madison i got a shovel i want to break in yeah right <laughs> like are, are you are you asking us to help you bury a dead body what's going yeah. on here? no going no on? Just... where's your husband friend huh where, where's the <laughs> husband right no just shooting off fireworks they have a house out in the country so it's not you know one of those bug a thousand people within a few city blocks type situations just some redneck out in the woods blowing stuff up yeah yeah. some fireworks on fourth of july weekend you know the stuff i grew up around when i was a kid in wisconsin that kind of stuff yeah some good old-fashioned american fun america america yeah i'm gonna be enjoying concerts each of the next few nights going down to Summerfest thursday and friday here and then saturday the Tesla concert up at Ho-Chunk, Wisconsin Dells. That's going to be Woo! fun. Although I'm getting paid to be at that one. So, oh, yeah. One, one, of the, one of the perks of the day job, I guess. But <laughs> There you go. So if any of y'all are going to go see Tesla this weekend, go look yeah. for the super tall guy. Yeah, hit me hey, up. David. Yeah. DM me. I'm at dgasper24 on Twitter. And of course, Matt is at mkmat13. But he will not be at the Tesla concert. No. Unfortunately, he is going to be burying a body, excuse me, uh, digging a hole <laughs> in the ground um, this weekend. So he's going to be he's going to be having some fun. And we're going to be having some fun watching the Brewers take on the Pirates. Uh, well, occasionally, we'll see how much of the game I'm able to catch. But it's the Pirates. Uh, they are who they are. Uh, but they do have some good players. Um, you know, they've really kind of come up. O'Neill Cruz is up now. He's hitting yeah. rockets. Uh, they've, they've called up a bunch of their prospects. But And the Pirates are third in the division now. It's been a while since we've been able to say that outside of like the first week of the season. But they are third. They are ahead of the Cubs. They are ahead of the Reds. Uh, they're still like, what, 11 games back? 15, of the Brewers. Oh, back. 13 actually now. 13 games back of the Brewers, and uh, yeah, so not really too much of a threat overall. I mean, as we know, it's it's a two-horse race. Brewers, Cardinals, that that those are the two teams competing here in the NL Central. Um, but based on the Pirates this weekend and some good news, Aaron Ashby should be back and start and starting in this series, Matt, and I could not be more excited to see Aaron Ashby back in this rotation. Finally, it oh. seems like we're getting a little healthier. Knock oh. on wood. I'm, I'm knocking on all the wood over here. 
Same, same, same. But you're right. Um, we've kind of seen it with the offense uh, leading up till now. Uh, the offense, believe it or not, has lo- been looking pretty darn consistent. They've scored uh, four runs or more in the last. I just went over this earlier. I think it was seven games wow. um, and 12 of the last 14. So four runs, generally, a lot of times that's the target that the Brewers need to hit and more often than not. And how have they done in those 12 games? What's that? How have they done in those 12 games? Uh, so record. Well, hold on. I, I, I was, I had pulled this together for radio periods earlier, but I, that was not part of it. Let's see. we got one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, and the ones where we scored four or more. I'm sorry. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine wins in those 12 games. Huh. It's almost like that's a recipe for success. Look at scoring that. runs, yep, especially exactly. four runs or more. Now, and of course, you see it uh, start to coincide with some of the players coming back. Willie Adamas comes back. Renfro was back, but now he's out again. Luis Arias wasn't out, um, but he did have that thumb injury, and he kind of scuffled for a little bit after he came back. But now he's got he had two run homers in each game against the Rays of this tiny little series, if you can call it that. Um, you've got Wong back, you've got Yelich at the top of the order doing cool things. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but the offense starts coming back. All of a sudden you start seeing some runs being scored. Um, but in some of those games, four runs wasn't enough because the starting pitching was still, you know, a little bit behind. You had Jason Alexander still, as well as Chi Chi Gonzalez. The Brewers were so hard up for starting pitching. Um, now Woodruff comes back yesterday against the Rays, looks fantastic. And Ashby starts to come back. So you've got, or hopefully comes back on Saturday. So now you've got five of your original six starters. If you consider Ashby a starter as well, which for a lot of this season, he has been, you've got five of those six guys back. And that's this team. We've said it so many times. This team was built around elite starting pitching so that the offense didn't have to carry the load. You start to get that pitching back. Now the offense can, that's pressure off of them to not have to be, you know, a Yankees offense every single night or something. Lo and behold, the Brewers start winning games more consistently. They win against a good team in the Rays. They win a series against a good team in the Blue Jays and split against the Cardinals. So they're doing it. And hopefully they can stay healthy for an extended period of time now, and then really start to stretch out that lead lead in the central. Yeah, that, that's something that, you know, has been big for them all season, the health and just kind of not being able to have it. Getting that rotation back is really going to be huge uh, for this team. Uh, getting Ashby back. Woodruff absolutely shoved Ooh. in his yeah. return. My goodness. Craig Council said he had his angry fastball uh, yeah. going on Tuesday night there, and it immediately made me think of – uh, Toy Story when uh, Mrs. Potato Head is packing for Mrs. Potato Head's like, and, and I'm packing your angry eyes just in case. He had the angry eyes uh, going in that game. His first time back in about a month. You know, he could have been back a couple of weeks ago, but then he had the Raynaud syndrome and everything, just lost the feeling in the fingers. And now, uh, you know, he's kind of dealing with that. And uh, I believe I saw in a Will Salmon article on the Athletic Friend of the Podcast that uh, Tom Glavin mm-hmm. used to have or has a Raynaud syndrome and, and had to deal with that over the course of his career. And things turned out okay for him. Um, so, 
So, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be uh, too worried. Although, you know, initially when you hear that, you know, losing circulation in, in the fingers, you know, that, that does sound very, very concerning, especially for a pitcher, but uh, he's going to be able to, to manage it, to deal with it. And uh, clearly did just fine with it on Tuesday. So yeah, welcoming him back is going to be amazing. And uh, getting that offense going and in a groove, as you mentioned, you know, that's important as well. Rowdy Telez, two multi-home run games within a week. Uh, yeah. he, had, he had a multi-home run game here against the Rays. He had one at home uh, on Sunday when I was there. Uh, you mentioned the Chi-Chi Gonzalez start. I was there for that game uh, on Sunday with Corbin Burns' bobblehead day. And the first inning, he gives up a three-run homer to, Ale- to Alejandro Kirk. And I'll tell you what, man. I was fully expecting this to be, I was fully expecting that to just be the worst game to sit through ever. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I did too. And you know what? Credit where credit's due. He settled down afterwards. Um, it helped that the Brewers offense kind of exploded. Um, but Just a little bit. Just a little bit, but Chi-Chi still had to do his part. And those three runs ended up being the only three runs given up by the entire team all game. So credit to him for settling in, but uh, I don't think anyone would argue with us that we would much prefer to have Aaron Ashby in the rotation now. Yes. Taking yeah. those Gonzalez starts. I don't think any of us had any grand illusions that Chi-Chi was going to be this crazy surprise addition to the rotation. And he was going to be an effective, you know, super effective starter going forward from now to the end of the year. He was kind of. It was he was just, Jose Urania. He was. He was very much. That was exactly why I compared. Except him. he's done slightly better than Jose Urania did. Yes, that's the, that's, <laughs> that's a very low bar, but yeah, exactly. still, <laughs> exactly very low bar. But he clears it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, settled in nicely. Uh, the home run from Telez uh, was really nice. Initially, I thought it was a three-run homer just because. I just had visions of, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Willie Domus is going to get on them. We can just tie it up right away with Rowdy. And I actually, I, I think I missed Willie Domus popping out to first because, you know, people in the row in front of me decided, hey, in the middle of an at-bat, I'm going to move into the center of the row into my seats and force everyone <laughs> to stand up in front of me. Stop doing that, people, by the way. Stop going into the middle of your seat in the middle of the row in the middle of an at-bat. Stop it. It's yeah. uh, it's so annoying. But anyways, rant, soapbox, put aside. Uh, <laughs> they, they came back. They're able to get the – they're able to tie it up there in the bottom of the first and then five more runs in the second. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. This is what a functioning offense looks like. It's a miracle. I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful uh, day. And- the Brewers been hitting a whole, lot of home runs lately. Yeah, and, uh, I love it. Did we undo that ball a little bit there, Manfred? Or, or is, <laughs> are the Brewers just uh, – or are we just on a good good little stretch here? I don't know. I just yeah. – is, is it the weather heating up? Is that what it is? Well, there was also – I mean, it could be. It could be. It actually very well could be. Um, but there was also a memo that had gone around to the league that was like reestablishing expectations for how teams are supposed to – Run a baseball uh, before games and stuff like that. And I don't know, I'm just saying, you know, and a lot. The Brewers hit uh, four homers in Tampa. Uh, they hit four homers today. Five uh, homers in Tampa. They, they hit four homers in game two here. Oh, they did. 
I think they hit they, they hit six overall because I think they, they hit two on Tuesday. Which one am I missing today? Telez, Jace. Telez again. Telez again, and that, that's why I'm. And then Arias, uh, yeah. Right. Arias had another one yesterday. I mean, yep. in Tropicana, of all places. Yeah. Willie Adamas said he couldn't hit very well there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, just saying. And I don't think he did. I think he got like one or two no. singles, but everyone else seemed to hit just fine. So maybe it's just well, Adamas, but. I mean, even well, it's funny because Telez hit two home runs today. And then after the game, talking with Sophia said, "It, I hate hitting here. You can't see the ball. <laughs> Like, well, you just hit two home runs, so you must have seen it for at least two pitches. But uh, who's who's the guy who said that about Miller Park? Was that Freeman or was that Goldschmidt or Hayward? It, it was somebody. I remember Freeman saying something about the park. I thought he said he liked hitting there, but yeah, it said like you know the lighting or something. It was it was like too much. Like he hated hitting there, um, just because like it, it was hard to see with. Yeah, it was like too bright or, or too dim or something well, no tony all, larusa thought it was too bright yep. i was gonna um, say we all remember larusa bitching about that and actually challenging the brewers on it and trying to get them to turn down the lights called <laughs> brewers fans idiots yeah, yeah just totally tony larusa I, I i think uh with the way that he is making the white Sox function this year we can review <laughs> who's the idiot in this case but yeah uh, intentionally walking a guy that you have a one-two count on to get to somebody else and then giving up a home run to that somebody else. Genius there, Tony. Genius. Uh, and so many other mistakes. But that is a problem for the White Sox and their fans, which we are not, thankfully. Woo-hoo. So it could be worse. Uh, yeah. But, with, I mean, with Telez going yard there on Sunday, I assumed it was because of the lady next to me. Uh, because like she's literally sitting right next to me and during rowdy's at bats and only rowdy's at bats she screams at the top of her lungs the first time she did it caught me off guard she just screams let's go rowdy just like as loud as can be like people from like the next like two to three sections either way are just looking over at this crazy lady because it's it's completely quiet and she's just shouting that at the top of her lungs from the second deck here and then two pitches later rowdy goes yard so it's like like at first i was just kind of like oh like you know kind of check my ear it's like lady you're kind of crazy she's like sorry i i get loud sometimes i'm like oh yeah i i get it i just i would prefer to warning you know, next time, just just a little like, hey, heads up, like this is going to be happening. Like, you know, check your ears, like if you want to. to but uh, but anyone yard, I'm like, okay, like that was that was you, you you did that. He heard you, and and he did it. So then the next inning, he comes up again, and she she does give the warning this time. She she screams it again, and he goes yard once more. And I'm like, oh my god, we need to get this lady season tickets to every okay. single game, and just have her shout. At every single rowdy at bat, yeah, and I, it, and and he was working there, and then and then for the rest of rowdy's at bats, the rest of the game, she didn't shout. She just kind of sat there quietly. I'm just like, what? What are you doing? We like more homers. We yeah, like, we want to we want to expel the ghosts of Sean Green here yeah. and get, have a four homer game from Rowdy Telez. That that's what we need here. Like, come on, lady, let's go. You're satisfied with ten runs. Don't be satisfied with 10 yeah. bucks. Keep them going. Them. Yeah. And then uh, it was really, what was, what was really funny is that like, she tried to do it with like some of the other guys 
Like she tried to do it with McCutcheon. She ended up stumbling over like the word like McCutcheon, just like in the middle of it. It's like, let's go. And then like stopped. (laughs) Just so embarrassed. She's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Oh, fun times. It is, it is fun times sitting in the stands at, at American Family Field, you know? Some good times. I'd say. But- then there was also this old couple in front of me that uh, had to be told multiple times, hey, you can't have beer. This is the family section. And like, <laughs> they, they, they try to come in with it. Bill, the usher, is just like, nope, nope, can't, can't come in with the, with the alcohol there. You know, made them kind of like, you know, stand out, like just in the back or whatever else, you know, until they finish it up. Then they come back in. She, I, a few innings later, I see her ordering beer off her phone, like from the app or whatever, order it to be delivered to the seats. So she orders it, you know, a little while later, the delivery dude comes up trying to deliver it to her and he pulls out the beers. And again, you know, Bill, the usher comes over. He's like, Hey, wait, wait a minute. No, like you can't like, she can't have that in there. And, you know, like ordering it. She's like, you know, well said I could order it from the app or whatever. And, and, you know, it's just like, you know, we've, we've already told you lady, like, that's not like this section is, is no. And she's like, we forgot or, or I forgot or something. I'm like, this is the second time you've been told today. Like, and then, and then she left, took her beers and they never came back the rest of the game. So like in her defense, they should probably have the system programmed to not allow you to. Right. They, they should. But like, also you've been told well, when, yeah. you, when you got the tickets, when you arrived at the seats, yeah, you can't have it in the section. There's a big giant red painted thing on the ground mm-hmm. right in front of the section that says family section, no alcohol. And she's still just like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, if they can allow me to do it on the app, maybe they'll allow me to do it up all. Like, that's not. No, no, well, I didn't realize your season tickets were in the family section. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's just kind of where uh, my dad has has had them, you know since we were little kids, you know, it made a lot more sense back then. Of course, now that I'm over 21, I'm, I've been trying to push them. I was like, Hey, why don't we like move it over a couple of sections or something? And, you know, maybe not be in this one, but he's like, no, I'm, I like it here. So it's, they are nice seats. They are. They are very nice seats. I get to sit right in front of a friend of the podcast, Adam McAlvey, yeah. um, you know, and a bunch of the other writers they are all right behind me. Um, so that's fun. You know, I, I do like that part of it, but it's like, why don't we go over, you know, a, a section or two, you know, like that'd be, that'd be cool as well. You know, I wouldn't mind being able to sit there with a beer, but Hey, it's, it's his tickets. He's buying them. So, you know, I just, true. you just, I just crush beers on the concourse real quick in between innings then. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> just, just, it. just gotta, just gotta keep up the chugging game, you know? <laughs> Go over there, buy it. By the time you walk back, finish it. There you go. And then you get a Boom. little bus. That's Plans. Nice. That's that's thinking ahead. Working smarter, not harder over here. Great. <laughs> uh, so another thing, uh, you know, as we we're talking about, you know, Telez and the home runs here before I got sidetracked with the uh, beer and the and the lady. The Brewers have a new home run celebration, sort of. They, they've added to their home run celebration. And, and we need to talk about this, Matt. Because, you know, first, like, okay, they added the bell. It's like, okay, that's kind of a cool thing, you know, at the end, you know, adding the bell uh, to the celebration. 
And now someone, I'm pretty sure it was Willie Damas, but somebody in that clubhouse found an infinity gauntlet that was, you know, from Thanos, from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you are not familiar. And now, whenever the Brewers hit a home run, they put the Infinity Gauntlet on, do the high fives or whatever, and then they use the gauntlet to ring the bell. And they just kind of, you know, do a little, you know, fist thing with it. And uh, man, th- these, these celebrations just kind of get more complex as the season goes along. They just keep on adding to them. They do. So they asked Willie Adamas after one of the games, and of course, like his first reaction was like, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Like his eyes got real big. It was super funny. He confirmed it was actually Hunter Renfro that brought it in. Renfro brought it in. He actually like uh, yelled over his like, was that Renfro that brought it in? Someone said, yeah. So he was the one who brought it. But like Willie was obviously super stoked that it was there. (laughs) He thought it was the freaking coolest thing in the world. But of course, like it's, I love this about like baseball right now. Cause you've got these things all across the league. Someone's, mm-hmm. I can't remember what one team's doing like a cowboy hat or some, I think the angels do a cowboy hat. Angels I think the blue right. jays have yeah. like a jacket. Yeah. Like it, it's like, this is fun. Like I love these things that keep evolving, uh, basically um, along this whole, let the boys play type mantra. Mm-hmm. Like it, baseball's fun like we we grew up on baseball as kids and like to us it was just to so many of not just us but the players like it was a game it was a game we played to have fun and so baseball should be fun and so to see them doing these things and having fun uh in the dugout and everything is just oh it's super cool and so to have something new like this even it's like hey we've already got a bell but well, let's do something else why not like it's cool yeah. and it's fun um i'm just i love it i love seeing stuff like that in the dugout i'm glad the brewers are one of those teams that does that because they have the type of like light-hearted crew that is they're good doing that but like they don't take everything super super serious like hey we're, we're all kids at heart let's play around with a giant thanos glove why not yeah and i mean i feel like that's been the theme of the brewers since Craig Council has really kind of taken over as manager. I mean, yeah, he like, he's a player's manager. You know, he seems like a no nonsense kind of guy, you know, just kind of, you know, his, his background um, as a player, but, you know, really his clubhouses have always really kind of been fun, you know, just kind of allowing guys to, to express themselves and just really just, just have fun and foster a, a good winning atmosphere. I mean, we really saw it kick up in 2017. That was a really fun team you know, to watch, even though they just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, 2018, that was probably the most fun team uh, I have ever watched uh, when it comes to the Brewers. I mean, that that team was so insanely fun, you know, not just because of the winning, but just, you know, everything they did in, in the, uh, the the clubhouse and the dugout on the field. It was it was incredible. And they had the gauntlet back then, you know, the 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 flying elbow bumps and now we've got the infinity gauntlet i'm just like we've just kicked it kicked it up a notch from 2018 so are things going to be infinitely better than they were in 2018 Ooh, 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 yes Ooh, do we let's see what would infinitely better be world series yeah it sure would because you literally can't get better than that it's just you literally cannot infinitely better i feel like 
Infinitely uh, better like would be the a, Brewers winning. They might need to be a, Infinitely better be the Brewers winning the World Series and then signing Corbin Burns to a contract extension the very same day. That would be infinitely better, Matt. We there. I, I feel like there's a like a an Avengers article waiting to be written <laughs> or something like that. Like who is the team's Captain America and Iron Man and uh, Hulk? Obviously, Rowdy's the Hulk. Obviously, obviously. I, I don't think anyone would fight us on that one. Um, yeah. Brewers mm. is Avengers. Why not? <laughs> okay, okay, so well, we now, now that right we saw this, we need to we need to go through the roster. Okay, okay. so okay. so Rowdy okay. is is the Hulk. That much pretty much uh, speaks for itself. Um, what what would you put oh, Willie yeah. Domus as? Jeez, hmm. well, I'm, I'm trying to just remember all my Avengers. Um, like i i get he's from latin america and not united states of america but i almost want to put him as captain america um because in a way like he just with his you know general attitude almost leads that team like he's a guy that like he he gets out there in front and he's like you know what everyone follow me let's do this kind of mentality like i could almost see him as that okay i don't know i, I feel like captain america would probably be a bit more like christian yelich see here's the thing though i've got a different one for christian yelich really what do you got christian yelich as christian yelich i think has to be iron man because they're both multi-millionaires like iron man okay. was the you know multi-millionaire playboy he's, he's the richest he's one of the group yeah super smart and builds a giant suit so, like, that's where I see those two. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, as the M- former MVP leader of the team, I could also see Captain America. Yeah, makes sense, too. Yeah, okay. So, Captain America then. Wait, wasn't Andrew McCutcheon once Captain America for the World Baseball Classic team for the U.S.? Or was that Ooh. someone else? No, that might have been Adam Jones. Ah, uh, yes. Adam, oh, my God. I love watching Adam Jones on those teams, by the way. He was so fun. Okay. I don't know. I've, I feel like I'd put Yelich more as – I don't know. Um, let's see. I think Hawkeye would be Hunter Renfro. That's Just, what I was going to say. With, with the cannon. Yeah, with the cannon for an arm. You know, yep. Pinpoint accuracy with it. Yep. Yeah. Established okay. Rowdy as the Hulk. Um, Jace Peterson is vision because of his plate discipline, being able to draw walks. Ooh, on base, Jace is the vision. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay. Okay. Um, Thor is Corbin Burns. Avenger. Correct. Thor has to be Corbin Burns. I mean, I know Noah Syndergaard, his nickname is Thor, Thor, but, but yeah, the flow. Come on. Yeah. Obvious. Is is, is the Brandon Woodruff Black Widow just because they're both like like they got that red hair action going on? Ooh, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I don't know. I'm I know it's a stretch. I know it's a stretch, but Luis Arias is Spider-Man. Um <laughs> the 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 smaller, you know, little brother of the group essentially. 
I feel I feel like he's got to be Spider Man for sure, for sure. Uh, I think Andrew McCutcheon is Falcon. What do you think? Yeah, I can see that. I yeah. can see it because then you could almost take it a uh, step further, and because uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, he had the like the red, white, and blue get up in that. So then you have a little bit of that Captain America almost. Yeah. Uh, hold on, as we're talking about maybe Ant-Man next. I'm real quick trying to look up how tall Jonathan Davis is. Jonathan Davis is Ant-Man? He's, I mean, he seems kind of short when he's at the plate. I can't totally tell how tall he is, though. Like, he might just have that look based off of his build. I don't know. Maybe Colton Wong is Ant-Man? Once. He's, he's, a, little, he's a little short, yep. Uh... Boy. Okay, how about Devin Williams as Black Panther? Yep. Yeah. For sure. I would say Lorenzo Cain, but no, Jonathan Davis is 5'8. He's definitely Ant-Man. Okay. Let's see. Doctor Strange. Would, would, would that be Craig Council? I mean, Doctor Strange is kind of, you know, the older one of the group, you know, calculates out the possibilities and whatnot. Right. Or does Craig Council have to be Captain America? As he yes. Maybe, I mean, yeah, we might have to do it that way. Craig Council is yeah. Captain America. So I still stand by Yelich as Iron Man. Okay. So we can do Craig Council as Captain America, Christian Yelich as Iron Man. Um... Let's see. I bet you all were expecting this today. <laughs> You're welcome. I wasn't even expecting this. Otherwise, I would have prepared a little <laughs> bit more for it. Um, let's see. I feel like Hobie Milner should be something. Like something obscure. That you just... I don't know. I feel like he needs a spot here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I also feel like we're starting to we're starting to stretch. we're starting to, starting to run out of heroes. We are also starting to run out of heroes. Yes, I just I don't I don't get a, have a good feeling for Doctor Strange here. Who's the Oh my God, Brent Suter. If we're just going to talk Strange, yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I feel yeah I feel like that's got to be Brent Suter. Like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm going away from the, like, who the character actually is, just playing off the name. Doctor Strange, a, a sorcerer, not, I was going to say wizard, but he's not a wizard, he's a sorcerer, Brent Suter. I like and, it. And he's strange, so. Okay. Yeah, and then... I don't know. I don't know who else we can fit into some of I think, these. I think we created a solid Brewers Avengers roster. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Again, you're welcome, everyone. Uh, please let us know if we got any of these wrong. This or... is, yeah. Let us know your ideas. This is the yeah. entertaining content you can expect here go. on the Cold Brew Podcast. 
we have crossover episodes. Sometimes we give math lessons. Sometimes we give history lessons. We like to talk about different things. So I, I think I, I think I sang a small portion of a song once in one of our earlier episodes. Oh man. Yeah. That was a time. Yeah. I've given a couple of uh, Nick Neugebauer references. Yeah. That was, yep. I feel like that falls under the history lessons a little I bit. Say. Yeah. Way back when. It's more than 15 years ago. It qualifies as history now, I believe. That's oh god, Ugh. Don't say that. I know it was 20 years ago. My goodness. I mean, the day I started hearing Stone Temple Pilots on a classic radio radio <laughs> station, like I, that's when I knew, like, all right, just lean into it. You're getting old. All right, might as well just let the hair go gray and uh, oh, I didn't start the only kids to get that. off my lawn. Yeah, I have a lawn now. I haven't seen any kids on yet on them yet, but any yeah. youths start wandering on my lawn, I'll shake. I'll go out there and shake my fist. I'll do it. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you crazy kids! That's right. What are these clouds doing? Just start yelling. Well, clouds. Matt yells at cloud. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kids, Lorenzo Kane has three of them. <laughs> uh. Oh, that is a lesson in transitions, people. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, Lorenzo Kane. Uh, we did not get a chance to talk about this last week when we were talking with Craig Young Jr. But Lorenzo Kane has been designated for assignment and released, and his tenure in Milwaukee is over. Um, this was somewhat expected, you know, for the past couple of weeks. You know, they, they've been thinking about it, uh, but really they wanted him, they, they, the Brewers wanted to do right by Lorenzo Kane. They let him get to the 10 years of MLB service time. He reached that last week, Saturday, uh, I believe. And then once he reached that, he was designated for assignment and just removed from the roster. He reached his 10, 10 years. He gets a full pension from the Players Association. And really, it's, it's an incredible accomplishment for Kane. Uh, who did not play organized baseball until his sophomore year of high school, showed up to his first practice in, what was it, jean shorts and uh, flip-flops and, and whatever, like he in a polo shirt. Like he had no idea what he was doing. And to go from that, his sophomore year of high school, to playing 10 years in the big leagues is really an incredible accomplishment. And he's done so much for the game, in the game, uh, and really has been an incredible leader in that clubhouse and he is definitely sorely missed among that group uh, with his leadership, with, with his personality traits. But one of the things that I've found most amazing since uh, his departure is that the Brewers have fully brought back the show me some love mm -hmm. celebration when they reach base, uh, you know, extra base hits, singles, whatever it is, they're bringing out the show me some love that we saw from 2018 that then made that team so much fun. Yeah, that, oh my gosh, that was so cool to see. And Yelich was the first one who got on base to do it, right? Yep. I mean, Yelich, the guy who comes to the Brewers with Kane in 2018, uh, is the first one who gets to honor him with the show me some love move. Like, just how could that have been any more perfect? It, it couldn't. Like, that was, it, it was so great. And they've been doing it in some games since, um, kind of peppering that into their celebrations. It, we, we all knew it was time. Like we talked about it on the pod before it happened. We knew it was coming. I, I guess if anything, I was a little surprised to see it happen literally the day of, because I think it was only like an hour or two apart. 
that I saw a confirmation online of, yep, Kane reached 10 years today. And then just a little bit later, Kane has been designated for assignment. Jonathan Davis has been called up to the team. It's like, wow, that, uh, that happened really fast. But then you hear about afterwards, you know, he and Stearns had a really good discussion um, about, you know, it being time, it being a good move for the team. They were on the same page with it. It was mutual. Um, so to everyone but uh, uh, them, it was a surprise. But they, you know, they were very strategic about the timing of it. And he absolutely earned it. I saw a lot of comments saying, uh, you know, he's a he's made blah, 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 million dollars in his career. What does he need a pension for? And that's like, so, it's just, it, it's not the point. I mean, yeah. he, to, like you said, you know, come from where he came from, um, you know, not play baseball until he was in high school and um, end up having the type of career he had. That's an achievement. And sometimes like just having those types of achievements, you know, it, it, it means something personally, like making the hall of fame means something personally to a lot of people uh, having your name on a, on a wall of fame or on a plaque or, you know, on a walk of fame or all those types of things, like those mean things to players. And so like even reaching 10 years of service time, which is a rare accomplishment for players, that's a big thing to, you know, someone like him, especially, you know, like we said, where he came from. So kudos to him for making it. Um, it was nice to see, uh, that they were able to come up to a decision mutually and uh, just cheers to you, Lorenzo Kane. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was a pleasure watching you patrol center field and rob homers and lean back. Let's not forget the lean back. Oh, yeah. Can't forget the lean back, especially uh, on his uh, lean back single to center in game 163 against yeah. the Cubs in 2018 to take the lead and end up clinching the NL Central that season. That was yeah. uh, that made my top moment for Lorenzo Kane in a Brewers uniform. The article put up on the on the site on reviewing the Brew uh, back when back on the day that he was designated for assignment. Um, but I mean, there were a bunch of other you know really solid uh, choices. There are a lot of other big moments. The the home run robbery on opening day 2019. Uh, that was something that everyone remembers. Um, and one of the more unheralded ones, but still important was his robbery in Colorado, uh, towards the end of the season in 2019, I believe. I mean, that was something that was completely insane yeah. seeing him, seeing him do that, make that catch. He had like a bad ankle or a bad foot or something. He was battling through that, made a incredible diving catch, you know, the inning before going to his left and then making that home run robbery. And then the plays later, like he was carrying the team right there, especially after Christian Yelch went down uh, in 2019 to in the end of September. That was another huge moment. You know, the ones where, you know, in the rundowns where, you know, he was standing by second, went back to first, made the Cubs look like complete morons. Uh, and he did it twice. And that was the incredible part. Did it twice. Uh, the Cubs just did not learn. But also up there, of course, cannot forget who else Lorenzo Kane to save the no hitter for yes. Corbin Burns and Josh Hader last season, yeah. making that diving catch uh, in the gap. That was that was quintessential low Kane, and it was such a sight to see him play. And as you said, patrol center field. I mean, 
We can say other guys, you know, oh, they play center field. No, Lorenzo Cain was on patrol out there. It was just different. The way he played it out there, it's just different than anyone else who's who's in the game. Um, so, I mean, he's taking some time off here, you know, just kind of back home with his three kids uh, in Oklahoma and just kind of figuring out what he wants to do and, you know, if teams are going to call. But, yeah, it, it's been an incredible career for Locaine. I'm so glad he got to 10 years and – you know, this is something the Brewers had really kind of been thinking about. And I think, you know, even though we, you know, they kind of talked, it's like, okay, we have this one meeting, you know, the day of, I feel like there was a little bit of talk before. It's like, just let me get to 10 years. I, I know they want to, I know you want to get rid of me, but just let me get to my 10 years. Yeah. And then after that, do whatever. And so we got to 10 years and they talked it out and it's like, yeah, it's, it's for the best for all of us. And, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to see the Brewers, you know, do it the right way when it comes to this. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of teams that wouldn't, um, even if it were a player who meant something to the organization, like Lorenzo Cain does to Milwaukee, there, there would be, we know plenty well, we've seen the way some of these organizations operate. There would have been uh, more than one of them that would have said, you know what, we need to win right now so you know hope someone else picks you up to make those 10 years but um sadly we got to move on and you know the brewers didn't do that and I, I i'm i'm proud to root for an organization that does operate in that way that actually values the players who are on their team so um yeah it was it was great to see and with those with those moments um i was asked by the boys up in green bay uh on the leo and bulky show what my favorite Lorenzo Cain moment was, and I, I couldn't pick between game 163 <laughs> and the opening day home run robbery. So I had to tell him, I said, it's, I, it's gotta be a tie for me. Cause those were two just very important moments um, for the Brewers over these last few years. Not only obviously the one, you know, in 2018 that sends the Brewers to um, not just the playoffs, but to win the NL central um, and not end up having to play in that, you know, uh, game that the Cubs end up losing to the Rockies who end up then going to play the Brewers, obviously. Um, but then to start the next season, okay, we just made the playoffs for the first time since 2011. Here's now in, in 2012, the Brewers didn't make it back. So here's our challenge as a team in 2019, making it back to back appearances. What are we going to do? And the first game of the season Okay, we're looking good. We we got a comeback, got the lead, and that ball goes off the bat of uh, Martinez, correct? Yep, Jose Martinez. Yep. Um, and you think, oh, oh, it's gonna be Doomed. a walk off off of the new closer, Josh Hader. We're gonna start this, you know, defense of the um, game time NL Central Homer, title yeah. with a loss. Yep. Nope. And not today. It says, there it is. Not today. Not today. So, oh, how do you pick between those two? So hard. I know it's, it's tough. It's tough. And then, and then you remember the one in Colorado, you remember the rundowns, you remember the, um, the, the one to save the no hitter. I mean, for me, like that's got to jump up too, because Corbin Burns, no hitter. Like that is, that was one of my top, you know, favorite yeah. moments, you know, especially of last season. Um, so, yeah, just, just an incredible career. 
uh, for Locaine. You know, if it's it, then I mean, really, yeah. It, congratulations to him on on a fantastic career. Uh, what he's done. Sure, it didn't end the way that he would have hoped, or that you know anyone else really would have hoped. But he made it ten years, and he did a fantastic job uh, pat- patrolling center field, coming up with some big hits, some big moments, and bringing a smile every single day. I mean, that I think that's the thing you, you almost are going to miss the most about him this year, just seeing that smile on the team every single day. Yeah, I mean, even when things were getting tough this year, you would see him in like in the background of uh, interviews in the clubhouse. Like he still had that infectious smile. He still had that same attitude. You know, fans would call his name from the stands, and he'd smile back. It, oh, that was just—I will miss that for sure. Um, yeah. We're no but, longer going to have any more Brent Suter, uh, you know, banging the the bench when I say low, you say king. Oh, yep. Oh, the, more heartwarming moments. The amount of memories this guy created in a little over four and a half years. Yeah. And he wasn't even there for 2020. You know, most of that he opted out of most of the yeah. season. So um, really more like three and a half years, three and a third years or something like that. That's a lot of moments that a guy like him ended up creating over that uh, period of time. So um, he'll be missed. He'll be missed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, missing that clubhouse, missed by missed by the fans. And you know, now with Renzo Kane no longer uh, on the team, the question becomes: Who holds the title of having the best smile on the team? Hmm. I feel like it, it's got to be between Freddie Peralta oh, yeah. and Tyrone Taylor. Yeah. Fre- Freddie Peralta, hands down. Over I, Tyrone? I, I almost down. forgot. Tyrone Taylor has got a, he's got a big smile, too. Very it's big, kind of, yes. kind of a goofy smile, which makes me like it. Um, but Freddie Peralta, like, he was battling Lorenzo Kane for best smile for years here. True. That dude, that dude lights up a room. And I almost, like, I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't, like, think of it right off the bat because he's been out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you said Peralta, I was like, oh, God, like it's not yeah, even Freddie. Willie Adamas has, has going as well, and he's obviously always smiling uh, and making people laugh. But, yeah, I, I think the title has to transfer to Freddie Peralta now. Yeah, for sure. Hands down. Done. All right. Yeah, well, decision. yeah, that was a much shorter discussion than I expected. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shorter than the Avengers discussion. Oh yeah, that one that one went on for for a bit, but I mean, yeah, I feel like we did have to make Council Captain America put Yelich yeah. at put Yelich at Iron Man. Sometimes you got to talk through these things, right? Right. The answer uh, ends up revealing itself. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. Well, before we get even further sidetracked, I think it's a good spot to, to end it for. <laughs> For this week, uh, perhaps more uh, actual baseball discussion next week, but we had fun. You know, that, that's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of baseball and everything else. We're, we're just here to have fun. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't a stale, old, boring Brewers broadcast. I'm not subtweeting anyone in that. I'm just, all I'm, I'm just saying that. <laughs> um, but he no. totally was subtweeting. If you think he's subtweeting about you, he was. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm just no, 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 no. 
no, no. We're, we're nice just, here. We like to enjoy the Brewers. We like to enjoy talking about the Brewers. Even, even when it gets rough, even when it's hard to be positive, we just like to have fun here. So we hope you guys have fun too. Oh yeah. We're here. We're going to be back for more fun next week as we get into July. And July is going to be the most fun, AKA stressful uh, time of the season for us. You got the draft, you got the all-star game, you got the trade deadline, all this stuff going on. Rumors abound. It's going to be intense. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And we're excited to bring it to you all on reviewingthebrew.com as always. And here on the cold brew podcast, uh, be sure to follow us everywhere on Twitter at reviewing the brew at dgasper24 at mke matt13 and it, and of course at coldbrew underscore pod so you never miss an episode of your favorite brewers podcast which is us so that'll do it for us this week we'll see you next time for another episode of the cold brew podcast